Episode 90. Thank you all for listening to Episode 89, Bobby Bonilla, the Mets killer. I am Gray, here with my co-host. Uh, non-hungover bear. And Ronald. The parrot or McDonald? McDonald. Why? Because I'm eating some delicious Ronald McDonald. Did you get some? <laughs> you're eating Ronald you're McDonald? Eating, like yeah. is, is What are you eating of Ronald ass? McDonald? No, I'm eating his curly red hair. Out of his Is that like ass? Twizzlers? Or is it, Just forget it. His I'm ass done, hair? I'm done before this, I'm Do done they, before this goes way a, too far. Is that a special? What number is that at McDonald's? Six? It's number 69, actually. <laughs> number 69 on the breakfast menu. Ronald McDonald's You get a spoon hair. to eat his ass. <laughs> It's the it's the bear special. The bear special. I've never had it before, um, so it it must be the stat parrot special today. No, they uh, they actually told me it was the bear special you were in there last week, and you specifically had them make that for See, you. See, I did get McDonald's this morning. I had a coffee and a McGriddle and two hash browns like a fatty. Um, but I have never had number sixty nine on the menu. Haven't made it there yet. Now Wendy's, I would have gotten a number sixty nine, and that's Wendy's red hair. Okay, well we'll go with that. You Maybe. probably just go there for Wendy's chili. He goes there for the chili, not uh, Wendy. Yeah. We go there for Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. She actually gives me personal invites. She. We go she... for Wendy. He goes for Dave Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon goes for the Burger King. Yeah, the creepy Burger King guy. Well, you go for Ronald McDonald. So do you like clowns? I don't mind them. They don't scare me. I would love to see you dress up as a clown. How many kids would be terrified? Because you're like six foot nine. Buy me a clown costume and I'll do it. We need to buy you like a five foot ten clown costume. That would make it better. So it goes. So the pants would go to to my knee. Yeah. You gotta have giant shoes. Yeah, they better be like size thirty. Size (laughs) thirty. Those would be giant clown shoes. Yes, they would. Big red nose. Or you could just. I could go. uh, My buddy. uh, He has a pair of Shaq shoes. I could just go grab those. Those are like size what nineteens. Jesus. They're huge. That's what she said to me. They're like as long as your arm. Like the shoe? Yeah. Like what? Are, yeah, what like, are we talking about? I'm like, or is he like your elbow to your shoulder? <laughs> what was that? It was just a salami. Who don't was, worry. Who was that? Was that Kevin Hart? Or, no, that was Cat Williams talking about when he met Shaq, and he just puts the mic on us. He's like, Shaq, you got to go. Your dick's on my head. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it was had to be one of them. He's like, I can't be friends with you because your dick just sits on my head. <laughs> They are both short, aren't they? Yes, they are. Good. Great. Grand. Are you sure you like Ronald McDonald? Do you like him or McDonald's? I mean, I like McDonald's. I don't really care for Ronald. So now you're just saying you don't like charity, you dick. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. Hey, man, you're in Brandon's spot. So you, by the way, he's not here. You're in Brandon's spot. So you get the, the shit on from us because you are Brandon today. It's not like I don't get the shit every other day. Well, when Brandon's here, between, you kind of help. You kind of help us shit on Brandon. Between you and Bill and yeah, but that's nice. Yeah, it's nice, but this I mean, is this is not nice. This your, is mean. Yours is never yeah. nice. I'm always nice to you. You worked for me for how many years? Four now. You've worked with me or for me, and you haven't been fired yet. Yeah, well, you worked at the shop or against yeah. you. Worked at right. Worked at the shop. You worked uh, shows. Now you're with us. Uh, gonna be a driving parrot, a driving instructor parrot. Jake the driving parrot. <laughs> Jake the driving parrot. That's scary. Oh, that's fantastic. All I right. S- I steer with my beak, by the way. So, how are you steering if the people you're helping get their license are supposed to be driving? Well, when I go pick them up, I gotta use my beak to steer the oh, wheel. There you go. 
And what about your wings? Do you kind of just rest them on the... So my wings are long enough to where I can put them onto the gas pedal and use my wing as a... <laughs> I just of, picture like this. Foot. Like this. Just fucking... <laughs> yeah, steer with his beak. I, I'm uh, I'm about to be learning the hand controls, though. So yeah, I don't be have good. to use my beak anymore. So we'll be good. So what are you going to... If hand control, you don't have hands either. Oh, sorry. Voice controls. I just have to cacaw and it'll go like 55. <laughs> so what's like right turn? It's cacaw cruise control. <laughs> cacaw right. What's left? Cacaw left. What's brake? You say brake. You don't do cacaw, just brake. You say cacaw. Cacaw. Oh, so what? So go is cacaw. Stop is cacaw, cacaw, brake. <laughs> reverse is cacaw, 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 reverse. Why so many cacaws? Why can't you just say cacaw reverse? Passing is move the fuck over. Cacaw. Cacaw. <laughs> and if you cut me off, you're just getting run run off the road. Do you, cacaw. like, when someone cuts you off, do you just flip your wing at them? Yeah, I flip <laughs> my very large wings at them. Flip up a wing? Like, yeah, just do that. That's fantastic. They're like, oh, he's waving. What a cute parrot. <laughs> what a cute sad parrot. I'll just put it on the cruise control and fly over you know i know something i noticed about you and your feathers they're rainbow colored is it because it's pride month or are you trying to tell us something <laughs> are you a pride parrot jake the pride stat parrot you do only have one more pride day so be prideful of your day yeah june 30th already guess what tomorrow is bobby Benia day perfect and july 1st yeah bobby and, Benia day exactly and we got a big we got the bear party coming up yeah be a good right. time <clears throat> Anything else, uh, Stat Parrot, so we can shit on you some more before we start the show? <laughs> Thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, Brandon, for the t-shirts that we are going to get sh- shortly. And we're going to get some hoodies and, and have some stuff to give away for the people that show up to our 100th episode, the Pod Beats Patty Boggs. Is that what we're going with? Yes. Okay. 100th episode, the Pod Beats Patty Boggs. It is going to be a great time. We look forward to having everyone there, and it is just going to be a fun time. We're going to party downtown afterwards. We're, we're, it's going to be good. We're looking forward to this. Now, I've been asked several times as of late about are we going to ever do a YouTube channel? I know it's going to have to be after the 100th episode. Yeah. I think um, maybe that's something we'll look at in August before football. You know, I don't, we got to see what we need to hook up. Uh, I'll probably talk to Justin on the Twitter because he's good with techie shit and see what he recommends on what we could do, and, and uh, he could help us out there. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be probably a good idea. Get that going eventually here in the next couple months. Right. Because right. then when we do our watch-alongs that we kind of stop doing every once in a while, though, they could watch as well. They could watch with us. Watch our watch-alongs. Yes. All right. So thank you to Crandall Squatting Lawn Care, Sean. Give him a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo surrounding area. And not... Oh, yeah. Right on the Mexican-Guatemalan border. So what is this? Montepica. This is... Masterpiece? Mapacepec. Mapacepec, Mexico. It's got some nice rocks. Looks like a waterfall. It does. Don't go chasing waterfalls, kids. Well, look at that. That's nice. That is nice. Look at that. Look at that mountain. That actually looks pretty. That's probably where the cartel live. Probably. It's where you can get your drugs. Over here on the fourth rock. Yes, yes. The other two rocks are the classy family rocks. <laughs> Not crack rocks. <clears throat> crack rock. 
That's a big crack rock. That is a big crack rock. And you know what? I'm glad you're back because the bullet's actually stuck. Because when Brandon shot, he shot over the TV the first time. From here, shot over the TV. He, and I had to practice for him. So I'm sitting here shooting and it's sticking. And then he shoots, misses the TV completely. Yeah, you have to aim down because the bullet goes up. Yep. Just how that works. I've told him that a thousand times. But that is our that is our friend, uh, Brandon. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. He's still a friend. Oh, shit. I needed that. Yes, you did. Uh, thank you to Verizon, true technology business partner. <clears throat> Helps local businesses deploy technologies and can positively impact operations and increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Go to the website. Get in touch with a sales rep in your area. Thank you to Cassandra at PNC and White House, who can help with all of your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking. She's there to help. Give her a call, 419-877-0634. And last but not least, thank you to Ben Meyer at Yark Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram. Go visit him on the Central Avenue Strip. Find him on LinkedIn. He can help you put you in a truck like the three of us men here and not the diet SUV boy who is currently not here. Ha, nerd. Goddamn nerd! So today, what what are we doing today, Bear? Um, Lexington Luger. I don't know if that's his full name, but it should have been Lexington Luger. A nice, a nice profile. Are you him. watching fishing? Yeah, I, I am. I'm it's loving Sunday, it. It's a Sunday morning. Watch something else. There's probably cartoons on for you. Exactly. It's a Sunday morning. <clears throat> so what's better to do than watch some bass fishing? Nothing better to do than watch some bass fishing. I'd rather watch some ass yeah, fishing, but whatever. Is, it is a Sunday morning, but uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, so Lex Luger today. Lawrence Wendell, you're going to have to tell me this last name. Is it Full? Is it Poful? Is it Poful? I don't know what it is. Lawrence Full. P-F-O-H-L. Full? Would that be it? O-H-L. I would imagine the P silent, but maybe the F silent. Here, hold on. I'm going to turn it on. We're going to get it right here. All right, Google, let us know. Pronouncenames.com. <laughs> Full. Full. Okay. Full. So, <laughs> Lawrence Wendell Full, a.k.a. Lex Luger. We're going to do a little bio on him today. His birthday just Do passed, too. the correct pronunciation of your name? Google, shut up. What are you typing in? Are you going to type in shut up? No, I'm going to type in another pronunciation. Here you go. Ready? Yep. Gree. Gree? It's supposed to say gray, and he said gree. Stupid Google. I- stupid idiot. Stupid Google. All right. Lex Luger. Where was he born? Jake, where was he born? I know you're not paying attention. So Boston, let's... Massachusetts. Buffalo, New York. Close. Birthday, June 2nd, 1958. How old does that make him? 61. Okay. <laughs> He went to... Just turned 61. He did just turn 61. Last month, almost a month ago. Yep. He went to Penn State to play football, and then transferred to where he actually played football. The U. The U. So he uh, played high school football in Orchard Park, New York, which is obviously Buffalo. Uh, Went to Penn State on a football scholarship, but transferred... Hold on. What what did he play, though? Uh, The receiver? Offensive lineman. Really? Yes. Why would I say receiver? He's huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, in college... He was 6'5", 270. I mean, he was a monster. Everyone everyone who's seen Lex Luger knows he's a monster. So, yeah, he went to Penn State on a football scholarship but transferred to the University of Miami when the Penn State coaches thought he should move to linebacker or defensive end instead of offensive tackle. So he Could transferred. Could he not block? I, I mean, I would assume so. I don't know. 
Um, he was a talented soccer player, actually. Hmm. I would not have ever guessed that. And considered, He's like the clumsiest wrestler. And, and considered changing sports to soccer. That's interesting. Well, obviously he wasn't great at football either. Right. <laughs> um, so in 79, he played for the Miami Hurricanes. He played, you know, obviously back then they were huge. So he played with Jim Kelly, Jim Burt, Mitch G- Guitar. Is that his name? And Mark Richt. He was on that team, by the way. He was booted off the team for what Lou referred to as "quote unquote" off the field incidences, specifically on the team's road trip to play or trip to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech. Luger suffering from cabin fever and disappointed at not being named starter by coach Howard Schellenberger by the fifth game in the season, snapped and trashed his hotel room. And thank you, Wikipedia, for all this information. Uh, this is all off the top of my head. Yeah, and Wikipedia's head. So we left. We my- put this information in Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, just changed it all. So when he left Miami, he went and played the Canadian Football League for the Montreal Alou- Alouettes. Alouettes, right? Yep. Um, where he played a, in the 67th Grey Cup against the Edmonton Eskimos. But it doesn't say if they won or not, so we'll never know. The world may never know. If we had a stat parrot, they could probably look it up while I'm talking. Yeah, stat parrot. Stop watching Toyota commercials. In 1982, he signed with the Green Bay Packers, um, but never played in a game. He had a groin injury in training camp, and that lingered throughout the entire year. I don't even know how that happens. How do you not rest a groin from July until December? Seems like a long time for a groin injury. He uh, wore 66 for the Packers, which was Ray Nitschke's number. So he was the last one to wear it before it was before retired. Ray. So that's an interesting interesting stat. He was released in 83 before the season. He was on their team in training camp, but released right before the regular season. In 84, he then went to the Memphis Showboats in the United States, now defunct United States Football League. I thought he went for Tampa Bay first. Oh, yeah, sorry, the Tampa Bay Bandits, and then was traded to the Memphis Snowboats mid-year. That was 84. Showboats. Show, what did I say? Snowboats. Snowboats, <laughs> Snowboats sounds good. The Memphis Snowboots. Snowboots. A boot? Oh, it's Memphis, wrong place. Yep. Um, and then went and played for the Jacksonville Bulls. While he played for Tampa Bay, he was a teammate with future WCW rival... Farouk slash Ron Simmons, who right. Ron, Ron Simmons, by the way, was um, I think he is a Hall of Famer at Florida State. You gonna pay attention now? I am paying attention. Uh, you weren't. He was aiming that gun at you for at least twenty minutes. <laughs> at least twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. We've been doing the show for fourteen and a half. Exactly. We're already at four. Damn, we're almost fifteen minutes already. Twenty minutes. How the hell are we at fifteen minutes? Because we talked about... Oh, yeah, we shit on him. Yeah, <laughs> we, we did some good shit on him. So then in 1985, he met Bob Roop at a celebrity golfing event in Florida. Who would invite Lex Luger to a celebrity <laughs> golfing event in Florida? He's not even a celebrity. He didn't do shit. When was this? You guys 85. Want, you know something funny? This whole time I thought you guys were saying Lex Luther. So every time I kept uh, searching it, DC stuff kept coming up. I'm like, who is this? No. Goodness. Yes, we're talking about Lex Luthor. Yes, it sounds the, it's the, almost the same. The, the DC supervillain that hates Superman. You keep you keep on that, but funny funny <laughs> you say Luther. that though. He uh, you know he adopted the ring name Lex Luger because of Lex Luthor, who was a comic book villain. See, it His wasn't favorite. It wasn't that I, I mean, topic. I'm, right? No, but that's where he got it from. So I'm happy you went into that. So in 85, this Bob Roop guy uh, arranged, he liked his bodybuilder physique, so he got him into wrestling. Was trained by Hiro Matsuda. I think he was like a big New Japan Mm -hmm. guy, wasn't he? Matsuda, yes. Um, And he also, Matsuda trained Hogan and Paul Orndorff, so pretty good trainer, huh? Yeah, and as you can see, that they all do six moves, so it makes sense. Yes. 
And he uh, obviously came in as a heel because the whole Lex Luthor thing, obviously Lex Luthor was a villain, so he wanted to come in as a heel, and that's what he did in 1985. Along notorious heels, Percy Pringle yeah, and Rick Rude. Paul Bearer. How about that? Luger began wrestling in the championship uh, wrestling from Florida, the CWF. Oh, which yes! A, <laughs> which was a territory of the NWA. Got his first victory on Halloween, October 31st, 1985, against Coco Samoa. Coco Samoa. How about that? I don't know who that is. He feuded with Barry Windham for a little bit before teaming up against Sir Oliver Humperdinck. How about that? Engelbert Humperdinck's cousin. Humperdinck. On September 1st, 1986, so you got to think this is about a year later, he fought for the NWA. He fought NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair, which resulted in a 60-minute draw. Obviously, Flair got the belt back. But one year into – not even one year into the business. Less than one year into the business – he already had a title match. You don't see that a lot. No. At all. And he was a terrible wrestler. So how he even got to that point. He was terrible. He uh, Towards the end of his run in Florida, Luger was involved at angles with Kevin Sullivan and uh, Bad News Allen, which uh, maybe Bad News Brown would be my guess in the WWE. I don't know. that he changed his name. Now, which we got from Jason, which uh, we're going to lead into and we're going to go right into this. Jason gave us that the best match Lex had was with Bruiser Brody. Brody quit working the match about halfway through, and Lex had no idea what to do. So we're going to watch it on YouTube. But it also is in a steel cage match, and I, um, I'm just reading this now, but I want to watch it because I see what happens now. Yeah. So but this is this this is going to be interesting. So I want to watch this really fast. So it's only we, nine minutes, right? Do we want to pause the show? No, let's just keep it on. We'll just watch it from there, and we can just kind of talk as we go. Okay. But, yeah, Bruiser Brody stops working this match at some point. Um, and Luger, you know, being Lex Luger, like you said, not one of the greatest wrestlers ever, but I want to see this because I've never seen anyone just like stop working a match and, and quit. Now I have it in the headset, so it's a little bit louder, but it is loud. When did Brody die? Um, or get killed, I should say. Stab parrot. See when Bruiser Brody got killed. That guy right there got stabbed in a locker room. Well, in, in the a showers. showers. Yeah. 86 or something. Couldn't have been much more after this. No commentary on this either, so it's a little bit odd. 88, okay. So this was in? 86. July 17th. 88. Yeah, yeah, so this was in in 86 still, and this would have been with the NWA. And Bruiser Brody was a big draw back then. I mean, dude was huge, and he is huge. Look, he's bigger than Luger, and Luger is 6'7", 270. Oh, shit. My bad. (laughs) No, you're good. Fast forward to Great, just skip to the end. <laughs> skip to the end. So back to normal. About two minutes in. No commentary. Zero. It's really weird. It's old school right now. Right. So the curly-haired guy takes the other big curly-haired guy. They walk around. Oh. Lex Luger jumps. He gets kicked in the stomach. Brody beating up Luger right now. Chopped to the back. Referee looks like both of them. Was curly hair just a big thing back then? Oh, yeah. Long curly hair in the 80s. Absolutely. Brody's kind of looks like um, Big Show, though. When he came in, he had that long... That's what Brody's look like right there. Lex, he looks like the wild Samoan. Lex has always had the same hair. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Lex <clears> getting <throat> repeatedly kicked in the face. This view, is, is this awful. HD? Yes, it's HD for the 86. I don't even know how Jason watched this. Kicked him. Kicked him in the stomach. Oh, a right knocks him down. A right knocked him... Look like he kicked. He's kicking him in the leg or the stomach. Oh, he is now. He's punching him. Punch short him. punches. Brody's back up to his feet. On his back into the Ooh, turf. right off oh, the, into cage. the cage. 
Almost look like head off the cage right there. Luger beating up Brody right now fairly well. And, oh, heading to the cage again. Right to the post. Nice. Because the post comes together right there, doesn't it? Uh, well, no, that's I, the one I'm seeing on this side. Yeah, that's this so that's is just cage. a terrible 1986, like, taken with a Nikon. Throws him in the ropes. Runs, Ooh, runs Brody into a boot. Him. That was a good boot. Brody knocks him down. Lex, Lex got his hand up to block his face. Great. Let's zoom in on his ass. Ooh, another kick right to the face. Lex staying down. At least he took the zoom off of his ass, so that's good. Can't see his tiny package. Oh, he blocks it and puts Brody into the cage. It's a third headshot to the cage. Oh, Brody's up, though. That one looked like it hurt. I cut him open. Did he stop? Is this where it uh, changes? I don't know. I don't know at what point. That's why I wanted to watch this. It should be good. Oh, Brody back up. Oh, punch to the gut. Luger punched to the head. Another. Oh, yeah, another headshot to the cage. Ref says something to Brody. Luger gets kicked in the stomach. Now in, in the, the leg. leg. Throws him Lex into the, into the cage. Oh, yeah. Lex took a good one into the cage Those right there. Those cages were short. Yes, they were. I mean, they're almost as tall as it. Probably Lex on the ground taking boots to the face. Brody walking around, wiping his face. Stat Perry, you focused? Oh, yeah. How big's that fish? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder I where this was at. If I had to guess, I'd say about five pounds, though. It was bigger than five pounds. That one? Yeah. Much bigger. It won't be bigger than five. It'll, it'll be five-something. Yeah, know, not even eight. close. <laughs> Nerd. Eight pounds. The five-pounder before that looked exactly the same size. Fish had more poo in it. <laughs> All right. Luger hit He's not even doing anything. So this must be when he stopped. Can you guys imagine, like, actually having to, like, yeah, watch he's, this? He's not, he's not even though. doing anything. Luger punched him. He's obviously getting pissed off right now. Brody just stopped working. Not even. Yep. He's not doing anything right now. Luger just keeps punching him in the corner. Oh, Luger's pissed now. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Wow, this is great. He just, <laughs> he just keeps hitting him. <laughs> Luger just standing there like, what the fuck? Yeah, Brody not selling any of these right now. This had to be so awkward. You going to pick him up? Oh, no. Now Luger going to get picked up? Is he going to sell it? Is he going to do it? Oh. Yep, big slam. He's selling it. He's getting back up. Kick to the head from Brody. Lex is on the ground. Another kick to the head. Another kick to the head. Lex is selling all this, so I wonder what the big deal is. Now Brody just destroying his face with boots. Lex off the ropes. Oh, he missed that one. Now he's just getting back up. All right, Lex still selling it, though, right? Yes, he is. <laughs> no sell on the hits. You got to throw him off the ropes or something. Probably because he knew that's the only stuff that he had right now. Maybe this is why he got stabbed. Probably. Nope, still not selling it. Just beat back to beating up Lex again. What's he going for? Powerbomb? 
Luger pushing him towards the uh, ropes there. Probably trying to not make it happen. What's he doing? He just has his head between his legs. In the corner. This is just weird. So he's just getting a nice little whiff. Yeah, that was really <laughs> odd. Now they're just walking around. This is the oddest Collar match. elbow tie-up. That's what JR would say. Right back into the corner. No sell hits again. Brody's still not selling. This is just People odd. are starting to boo. You can hear now. Yes, this is really awkward. He just looked at Lex. Just looked at the ref like, "What the hell?" That was Lex. I just hit him. Don't worry, he'll get stabbed in a couple. Now years they're just anyway. staring at each other. Like, really, you're not going to do anything? Lex is like, "Okay, this is stupid." We still got another two minutes of this. Why doesn't you just punch him for real? Look at this point. No, Lex is pissed. He's not selling or anything right now, so Lex is yelling at the ref. He grabs his leg and trips him. Brody just <laughs> holding him by the rope. Like I don't understand this at all. This is really weird. There's got to be some backstory behind this. Yeah, I'm sure. I saw the. Uh, there's an interview with Lex. We might have to listen to it on the shoot match about this. Yeah. So we might have to listen to that. It's really weird. It's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Flem parrot. Bless me too. Health. Now they're just hugging. This Isn't is... that what that means? Gizm tight? It means health. I don't know. That's why I said gross. All right. Still nothing happening now. Let's walk around, both in our black tights. Ref told him to fight. Brody trying to trip him again. Luger not having anything of it. Now they're hugging again. This is really weird. This is probably why he got killed. Yeah, for this reason. Didn't he not put that guy over? Lex just pushes the ref out of the way. There you go. And there's a disqualification. Ring the bell. And Lex Lex is leaving. And just leaves. So we're going to listen to this. He's going to talk about his... Florida. (laughs) Tell him he doesn't talk over matches. (laughs) Lex's face, man. He's got a Kevin Green jersey on? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Wouldn't sell it. Didn't want to work. Wouldn't do anything. Didn't even tell him anything. (laughs) Worried about... Razor blades. <laughs> Mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked the referee, I don't know. 
jeez. He had razor blades in his finger. Jesus. Humperdink. Humperdink. Great name. <laughs> Starts not selling. The match just wasn't working. <laughs> just stopped working. So he didn't offend him, so he just stopped working out of nowhere. That's weird. That's weird. Being scary, he was probably terrified. Oh, that's what he said. He had razor blades in yeah. his finger. There's another five-pounder. Yeah, I don't... You know... That's, it's probably drugged up or something. Yeah, he had to be on drugs or something. That's weird. Yeah, it's just an odd situation. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, so there really there's nothing much to that, honestly. He just stopped working because he was, I don't know, maybe on something. Who knows? Yeah, he might be. You know, you don't know what's going on in people's heads at that time. I mean, we've seen some crazy shit go on in the ring, but that's that's odd. What else does he have? Um, let's <clears throat> see. Well, I guess since we have YouTube up, Jason put in there. Lex had a quote unquote nervous twitch. Oh, what did what did he say we were looking for first off in that about the match? He said there was something he wrote in there. The what Bruiser Brody one? Yeah. yeah. No, it was just um, yeah. He quit working halfway through, it and he huh. just and Lex had no idea what to do. He said just put that in your YouTube device. <laughs> Lex Luger nervous twitch. Let's see what that is. I, I don't even see that. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything. Lex Luger nervous twitch. Is that what he said put in the YouTube machine? Yeah, Lex had a nervous twitch. Looking that up on YouTube also. Lex Luger twitch. Oh, that's a game. Yeah, I don't see anything. Maybe he was drunk when he wrote this. Well, Jason, you're going to have to uh, give us an actual like um, link for that because we don't see anything about Lex's nervous twitch unless this is some joke that I can't put my hand around, or my head around right now. Yeah, that we're trying to put into the YouTube machine. Yeah, it'd be odd. His uh, fourth one on Lex, that he was a cool horseman, but other than that, boring. And that brings us to 1987 when he went to Jim Crockett yep. under the nickname The Total Package and was booked as an associate to Ric Flair's Four Horsemen stable. Until Ole Anderson was kicked out and he became an official member of the group. So Lex Luger was a four horseman. How about that? How do you feel about that? Um, well, he's just a background guy at that point. So, you know, I don't it's really... like the muscle. Yeah, it, it makes sense for that group. I mean, you got your charismatic guy in Ric Flair. Arn Anderson was charismatic. Who else was in there at that time? Orndorff? Uh, no, no, not Orndorff. It would have been Arn Anderson, Ric Flair... Obviously, Ole Anderson before he was kicked out, and then uh, well, Barry Windham was in there too, but I don't think he was in there at that time. 
There's been so many. I was in the uh, Tully Blanchard. He was the other one. There we go. There we go. I mean, I was in the uh, Four Horsemen at that time. So you were no at one point though. Yeah, huh. late nineties. Late nineties. I couldn't have in the late eighties because I wasn't born yet. <laughs> so um, he left the Four Horsemen on December second, nineteen eighty-seven. After he and stablemates Tully Blanchard, Arnie Anderson, and J.J. Dillon were the, or were the sole wrestlers left in a bunkhouse stampede battle royal. And Dillon asked the other wrestlers to eliminate themselves so he could win. Luger refused and eliminated Dillon. And that had him leave, turn face, leave the horsemen off that. And then he uh, became tag team partners with Barry Windham. They were the Twin Towers. Too soon. Quote, unquote. Oh, wait. No, that was in 88. That's okay. Let's see. All this other crap with Lex Luger. I don't even know how he won any titles. Like I said, he wasn't very good. I I mean, I agree with that. I mean, do you think he was even that good at all? Lex? kind of lame. Well, his move later on, the, the torture rack. The torture rack. That does hurt if you put somebody in it right. Just jump up and down. Yeah, I'm going to put you in a torture rack later. Sorry, I just swallowed my food. No, thank you. You just got to get you on my shoulder and just jump up and down like a moron. That would look really wrong. Yeah, I would. That's why I almost. <laughs> you're not sitting on me. You're on my fucking shoulder with your back. So you're like basically what you're doing is what you're supposed to do is like pull on their neck and their leg. So you're just pulling like their rib cage into your back. I'm good on that. All right. All right. I offer you, you and Bear can do that. <laughs> you weigh less no. than Bear, so we're good. Uh, yeah, I'm fat. Sorry. Not going to happen. Uh, 1989, he won. I'll get Brandon on the next show. <laughs> oh, my God. If you could do that, I'd give you 20 bucks. Dude, I'm doing it. I'm trying. I get like If a, you break your own back. I get a step I'm, up, right? Like, uh, I'm not going to be. I'm not taking it to the hospital. You know what? I'll match Bear on that. Oh, my God. $40 for a broken back. Congratulations. Brandon. Brandon. Hold on. I'm, I'm texting him now. Brandon. Can I put you in the torture rack? I get 40. I will give you half. Yeah, t- 10%. I get, yeah, I'll give you four dollars. I get forty if I can successfully put you in a torture rack, and he'll say no. Yo, easily, easily say no. I'll tell him I'll give you ten dollars. <laughs> you can have ten. <laughs> oh goodness! So what do I? Hold on, so I got to know this if he actually it. lets me. If I get him into the torture rack, how long is it gonna last? How long does he have to be until on my he taps shoulders? out? <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'll just tell him tap immediately. Ten seconds. <sighs> Man, that's gonna be a, the longest ten seconds of your life. Oh yes, it is. Holy shit! Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Give me seven. I was gonna say a minute. That's... No, a minute? No, definitely not <laughs> a minute. That's not fair. It's fine. Seven seconds. All right. That's how about, it. How about eight and a half? Come on. Me in the middle from time. Eight and a half. All right. Eight and a half. Good. (laughs) All right. So 1989, Luger ends up winning the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship from Barry Windham. Pretty much holds that um, through the entire year of 1989 until 1990, when he eventually dropped the title to Stan Hansen at Halloween Havoc. So his title reign lasted 523 days, which has made him the longest reigning U.S. champion in WCW history. How about that? Pretty interesting fact. It's a very good fact. It was uh, quite interesting. So then um, he, in 91, began to challenge Ric Flair for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. He was the uh, became the number one contender after defeating the Great Muda on June 14, 1991 at Clash of Champions. 
His title match against Flair was to be contested at the Great American Bash in a steel cage, with the added stipulation that if Flair should get disqualified, he would lose the title. But the match never occurred. Flair began to have disagreements with Jim Hurd, as head of WCW in real life, over his future and salary. He eventually quit the company and was stripped of the title. And obviously, Ric Flair went and won the heavyweight title at the Royal Rumble in 1992 for the WWF. So with the, with the WCW title vacant, Barry Windham was declared the number two contender and was set to face Lex Luger again in, in that cage match without the, the, um, without the stipulation, just in the cage match for the belt. Um, <clears throat> during the match, Harley Race and Mr. Hughes came to ringside. Do you remember Mr. Hughes, the mm-hmm. large black man with the glasses oh, yeah. or the suspenders? Yep. While Hughes kept Wyndham's attention, Race told Luger that it is now now is the time to perform the pile driver on a distracted Wyndham. Luger did and won the match. No torture rack there. How about that? As Flair still had the original championship belt and the new belt was not ready in time, Luger wore the NWA Western States Heritage Championship until they could get the new world title. How about that? Western mm-hmm. States Heritage. Never even heard Sounds of like that. Sounds like a sponsored championship. Yeah. Really <laughs> odd, right? After Luger won the title, his first major challenge came from Ron Simmons, who we talked about earlier, a.k.a. Farouk in the WWF. Um, At a signing ceremony for their match at Halloween Havoc, which is a two out of three falls match, there was a controversial angle where Luger invited Simmons once once his challenge had been turned back to join his entourage, but as a chauffeur. Luger went on to retain the championship by uh, beating Simmons two falls to one, which I'm pretty sure happens in... Every single two out of three falls match. No, this past week on uh, Raw, um, or no, last week, not this past week, last week, so before Stomping Grounds, there was a three, uh, three, two out of three falls match, and it went 2-0 tag match. Really? Mm-hmm. Someone just won two? Yep. Who was it? Uh, Seth Rollins and whoever the hell, who was he with? Uh, I think uh, New Day. And they beat Sami Zayn and Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens and Baron Corbin. They beat him in the first one, and then the second one, KO and Sami Zayn left, and Baron Corbin just got beat up. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> um, eventually, after that, Luger ended up having his own issues with WCW and con- contracts. A lot of people did back then. Um, after his feud ended with Simmons, he had a brief feud with Rick Steiner and beat him on the November 19th edition of Clash of Champions. His contract only required him to work a specific number of dates, and having fulfilled them, he sat out the end of 91 and beginning of 92. Aside from one title defense against Masahiro Chono at WCW New Japan Super Show 2, which was Starcade in the Tokyo Dome, Luger did not wrestle until Super Brawl 2, where he lost the title to Sting. Who? Sting. Who's that? Stinger. Never heard of him. Steve Broden. Was that close? Borden. Borden. Ah, that was close. <laughs> Something like that. Anything, Stat Parrot? You still here? Borden? Do you know who Sting is? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. So in 92... Is he the singer of the police? Um, yes. Yes, he is. Okay. I was thinking Rod Stewart for a second, but they look the same. If you ever look up Sting and Rod Stewart, they could be like twin brothers. It's weird. That's kind of creepy. Just throwing that out there. After losing to Sting at Super Brawl, he uh, negotiated a departure from WCW and joined Vince McMahon's World Bodybuilding Federation, the WBF. I don't know what this is either. That's why I'm reading it. Um, appearing regular as co-host on its Saturday morning program, WBF Body Stars. So Vince had a bodybuilding show that was on Saturday morning. I did not know that. He made an appearance at WrestleMania 8. Wait. Is that eight? Yep. Eight. Taking part in an honor interview with Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Heenan and Luger formed an alliance in the WBF, similar to Heenan's alliance with Ric Flair in the WWF. 
He was slated to a guest pose at, at a WBF pay-per-view event, but was injured in a motorcycle accident. And by the time he recovered, the WBF was out of business. Does that surprise you? No. 1993. And talk about this first one, and then I'm going to give you Jeremy's stuff because this is what he focuses on. So go ahead and talk about this. 1993, um, he joined the WWF under the name The Narcissist. I mean, it was the narcissist Lex Luger, but the narcissist. Um, he, they unveiled him at Royal Rumble 93, which he would come out to the ring and pose with mirrors all around him. And yep. that's how he would come to the ring with models and everything holding the mirrors. The WWF also incorporated his motorcycle accident into the gimmick, capitalizing on the quote-unquote metal plate he had in his forearm, which caused more damage to strike an opponent, which was his finisher to start pretty much. Yep. This caused... Sorry. This caused a number of his opponents to demand that he wear a cover over it during his matches because he had a streak of, quote-unquote, knocking people out. This eventually led to the WWF officials demanding that he had to wear an elbow pad, though, being a heel, he would often remove it. His first major feud was with Mr. Perfect. The feud was based on Heenan, his advisor, referring to him as, be, as being beyond perfection in a slight at Mr. Perfect, his former, his former client. The rivalry ended at WrestleMania 9 when Luger defeated Perfect. All right. So from Jeremy. So, okay, this topic is Lex Loser. I mean Luger. <laughs> what did you guys think of his narcissist character, if you remember it at all or have seen highlights? Let's so start with that. I liked it, actually. Yeah, I did I thought too. it was – I mean, it's a great heel thing to do. It I is. mean, be, it was almost like Rick Rude, how he'd come out and say everyone was a sweat hog or whatever he would and call them all fat and out of shape. I mean, this is kind of what it was, except just without him talking. Right. He'd come out and show off his quote-unquote perfect body of 6'5", 270, and dude was just jacked and cut. And then Bobby Heenan was his voice. Which is So perfect. this is That's like all you need. Brock and Paul now. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is what it is. So he, Except uh, Brock's a decent wrestler. Yes. And Jeremy goes on to say, as a kid, I was the biggest, emphasis on biggest, Bobby Heenan fan. So when he came out and he said he was going to unveil a brand new wrestler named Narcissist, of course I was going to be a fan. Turned out it was Luger, who I didn't really know at the time since I didn't watch WCW then. But the ring gear, the look, the music, I loved everything about him. He had the bionic forearm he used with the metal plate in it to win matches, and it was one of my favorite gimmicks. Unfortunately, I think I was the only one of this, the only one as it was short-lived, and he ended up turning American hero after hip-tossing Yokozuna, which we'll get into in a bit. Bobby Heenan screaming, screaming, hip-toss, hip-toss, as Luger body slammed him was hilarious. Unfortunately, I was not able to find footage of this. I will say, watching some of Luger's shoot interviews, he does seem like a cool guy. He was just very limited with his in-ring skills. As for Bobby Bonilla... We already talked about what he said with that, so we'll stop with that. But, yeah, so he gave us that for uh, Lex Luger, and so he liked him as a gimmick. It was a gimmick. It was a good gimmick. Um, they just, you know, like always, ruin some of these gimmicks. You know, you just don't know. Right. I mean, and Luger, like you said, he sucked. He wasn't a great yeah. wrestler. But in 93, Hogan left. Right. So what did Vince McMahon have to do in the WBF? you got to push somebody. somebody. Yep. And that is where Lex Luger, the All-American, then came in. So it went from heel to face pretty much overnight. The fans got on board. He did his whole Lex Express, um, you know, a tour where he was in a red, white, and blue bus. You know, very patriotic back then anyways. I think right. the Gulf War was going on, if not just ended, right, in 93, mm -hmm. if I recall. I don't have my history major here to tell me that, so I'm not sure. I'll have to ask him. But the main reason why we're doing this, since this is going off on June 30th, which is close to July 4th, 
is on July 4th, 1993, on the deck of the USS Intrepid, he arrived by helicopter yep. and body slammed Yokozuna. 600 pounds, near 600 pounds Yokozuna. This was on what? This was, I don't think it was anything. I think it was just like a promotional sort of thing. It wasn't, I don't think it was a pay-per-view. Um, I don't think it was like a Raw or anything like that. I think it was just, you look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, YouTube more than the WWE Network, I think. Because I don't know exactly what it was. And that was USS? The USS Intrepid. Intrepid. Okay. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Put it in our YouTube machine. Here it comes. Oh, it was Raw. Okay. It was raw. What day? July fifth. It says July fifth, ninety three, but I think this obviously this was be taped. Easier, yeah. So we could have found it on raw. All and right, we'll switch over. Keep talking. Yeah, and to that, um, so Jason um, put on here for that as Crush. well. Crush. Crush. And you got. So Jason put Vincent on. Macho Man. Oh yeah, Macho was Bastion in the announcer. Booger. Oh, Macho's in the ring. Is this people trying to body slam Yoko? I think right? so. Yeah. See, you'd like this, Jake. It's the body slam challenge. But Jason said, Lex slamming Yoko is lame. Good job, Vince, of symbolizing a tragic event. <laughs> Vince, I got an ideal. We put up a ring in the middle of an Air Force runway, surrounded by war machines, and we fly Lex to the ring via helicopter. Then Lex slowly walks to the ring so everyone can get a good glance of at his stonewashed, pleated, tight-rolled guest jeans. Dumb. Now, Hulk and Andre, that is something to discuss. <laughs> but we can watch him do this now. Walk to the ring and do this. Which is hilarious, actually. Macho going to try to slam him first? Can't even get him off the ground. Not even close. I like his outfit. That red, white, that and blue. Badass. We should get that for the party. <laughs> I wouldn't wear that. It'd be too Did hot, but something Oh, like dude, that. I found one. I found a shirt. I got to get it. I can get it as a cutoff, and it's uh, or a not a cutoff, a tank top, mm -hmm. and it's a rooster and a lollipop, <laughs> and it says "Don't be a." Yep, I've seen that. It's a good shirt. Yes, it is. Don't be a rooster lollipop. I get it. It's funny. <laughs> Don't be a what? Don't be a rooster lollipop. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a rooster lollipop. It'd be gross. What's so happening, Vince? Look what Todd Pettengill's wearing. Todd Pettengill. Well, look at him in the ring. Look at what he's wearing, too. Prick. Isn't that who Cole took over for? It was Pettengill, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think Kevin Kelly. Then it was Cole. Vince was good on the mic, man. Oh, yeah. He was fucking amazing. Who is it, Vince? Who is it? Is that Yoko, Who is it? Mr. Fu <laughs> Mr. Fuji, Brandon. Brandon an actual Mr. Fuji reference. Dude, and they said it was like... 90 on there too they said it was dangerous because it was all sweaty <laughs> it was lex luger it 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 was lex luger mother now look at his fucker. stone washed pleated tightly rolled guest jeans <laughs> <laughs> determination in his eyes oh yes he's Shut got his bodies <laughs> Is that shoved, Heenan? He just shoved Heenan. That's funny. <laughs> Everyone chanting Lex. Vince is just animated. Vince was good, man. Oh, yeah. He can makes pump, you get into it. You pump up anything. And you can find He's this on YouTube. He's lucky he had a great YouTube. voice, too. You can, right. You can find this on YouTube. You, uh, Lex Luger 
USS Intrepid, or you can go July 5th, 93, Raw. Yep. Look at Pat. Look at that. Look at that. Look at his socks. He looks like the ultimate dad right there. The white shoes, probably New Balance. The tall socks. Jean shorts. Nice yelling at Mr. Fuji. He's, he's not bad, man. No, not bad there. He was never bad on the mic. No, he was great, but it wasn't anything. Who picked Lex? Brandon? He said yeah. Luger, didn't he? No, yeah. no, no. Well, yeah, yeah you, he did. Yeah, he did. Because yeah, yep. who did you say we thought I, about? Benia, yeah. You said Benia, but who was the wrestler you mentioned first? I can't remember, but it was stupid. Oh, Fuji gone. Mr. Fuji. Oh, he takes his shirt takes off. Takes his shirt off. Look at that perfect tan. Perfect body, perfect tan. He is big, though. There he goes, charging him. Throw him off. Lift gotta, him. Got to get a run. Oh, with the plate in the arm. Eh. That was a good body slam. That wasn't bad. Yoko had to help him. You could see well, that. Well, that's why he had to get the running start. Yoko's a big boy, man. <laughs> well, he's, he was heavier than Andre, but he right. was also shorter. 585. So he walked Five. into him a little. That's pretty decent. 550. And then Mer- Oh, look at the Steiners holding him up. That's like the best picture ever right there. What? Holding up the American flag. That just that just says that just says America right there. All right. There was Baby Bear. No, he wasn't born. Yeah, you were yeah, two. I was two. Well, one and a half, well, almost two. Let's see the comments on this. Oh, oh they're, they're disabled. Who disables comments for videos? Wieners. It's got 1.7 million views. Sunday, America's birthday. Yeah. I mean, I I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was not bad. What else has he got for us? Um, well, well, all with Lex. That was it. The rest of it are coming from comments from last week's episode. Okay. So his pretty much. I mean, he didn't really discuss anything with Lex and well, WCW. Was probably two weeks ago. Episode yeah, two weeks then, yeah. ago, right? Um, do we want to go into that, or do you want to finish with Lex? Go through his. Yeah, stuff? go finish Lex. Okay. Because I do want to spend a little... This episode might actually be longer than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be under an hour. It's going to go over because I do want to cover the Miss Elizabeth thing. We'll get to that in a bit, but... Yeah, well, I'll let you take it over from there. Yep. Um, but yeah, so um, after the... I, I was mistaken. So after he slammed Loco, he went on his Lex Express tour in a bus greeting fans everywhere. what I say? Loco. Four Loco. Uh, that's probably <laughs> what I had today, which is why I said that. It might be. Um, so yeah, this was in preparation for his title shot, uh, for the heavyweight championship at SummerSlam 93 stipulation. This would be his only title shot. When he got to that point, Luger used the metal plate in his forearm and eventually won the match. But a count out victory meant that Yokozuna regained the title. In 93, he began a feud with Ludwig Borga. Ugh, God, speaking of, that would have to be terrible. I'd have to go back and watch how bad those matches were. Survivor Series 93, he captained a team called the All-Americans with... Who was on that? British Bulldogs? Oh. No, that, that was the Alliance. Yep. The All-Americans? The All-Americans. So there's a tag team and then one other person. It was just four on four. Oh. Tag team in 93, which if you remember that video. 
who held him up? Oh, the Steiners. Okay, so who is the other? This is it's off the wall. Macho, not Macho Man. Nope. Crush, because he was in there too. Nope. Crush was on the Foreign Fanatics. Actually, he <laughs> turned heel at this time. Uh, someone off the wall. How off the wall is this person? Well, I mean, he's literally like one of the biggest stars ever, but he wouldn't be in an all-American team. Bret Hart. Undertaker. <laughs> right? Off the wall. American badass. But, but he wasn't there yet. Yeah, he was new. And he fought, he fought Yoko's foreign fanatics, who was Crush, Yokozuna, Ludwig Borga, and Quebecer Jacques, who I think, uh, isn't that Jeremy's favorite wrestler? Yep. Jacques Rougeau. Uh, Ludwig, or Ludwig. Luger's team won the match after he pinned Borga. That's where I got that from. Um, then at the Royal Rumble in 94, he participated when him and Bret Hart were co-winners, if you remember this, because yep. they went over at the same time and didn't have a good camera angle. As such, both received title or both received heavyweight championship. I give him credit because that was hard to do. Yeah, that was. I mean, you got to think the cameramen on that were like in perfect spot for that. Yep. Because they had to get like the perfect one. You both have to land at the same time. But right. if a camera view gets someone else, then you just eliminate that camera view, obviously. Um, so yeah, he re- they both received title shots. Luger was disqualified in his match, and then Hart won the title at WrestleMania 10 after losing to Owen earlier in that night, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. So after that, Luger um, feuded with Crush because he was supposed to injure with Mr. Was supposed to feud with Mr. Perfect, but Mr. Perfect was injured at the time. Luger then began feuding with Tatanka because of lack of trust due to them, and Tatanka defeated Luger and joined Ted DiBiase's Million Dollar Corporation. At Survivor Series, he was, uh, this is 94 now, he was with Guts and Glory, losing to the corporate team of Tatanka, King Kong Bundy, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the Heavenly Bodies. You know, I, I'm going to say, I just thought of something. I was trying to think of the name of the episode. Have you, when you were in high school, you, well, you were closer to high school recently, um, you ever have to read the picture of Dorian Gray? Uh, not that I recall. Yeah, so picture of Dorian Gray, he's, he stays young forever, and basically his picture gets older and blah, blah, blah. And, like, if you destroy this picture, he gets old, essentially. So I'm like, well, that's like the narcissistic tendency. I'm like, it could just be called Narcissist, the picture of Lex Luger, <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that. Um, or, you know, you had Figaro, you know, the you know the whole thing with Figaro. He just looks in mirrors all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that play. So it's the Barber of Seville, but it wouldn't make sense to call it the Barber of Luger. The Barber of Luger. Um so, yeah, it might have to just be Narcissist, the picture of Lex Luger or something picture American. We'll figure it out. Sexy Lexi. Sexy Lexi. Oh, oh that's, that's not Lexi. Lexi Kaufman is that's Alexa Lexi Bliss, Luger. my bae. <laughs> bae bae. Oh, dude, she's my bae. And then his bae is, of course, Charlotte. Do you have a bae in WWE right now? Seth Rollins. Yeah, it would have to be a guy. What's the C? Carmella? Carmella. Yeah. We'll go her. That's good. Okay. Solid. What about Brandon? Who's his um, right It's uh, the Becky. chick from the Iconics. Oh, uh, Peyton Royce. Yep, yep, because he always says that. All right, this is the end of his Sorry. <laughs> end of his end of his WWF run. He formed the Allied Powers with British Bulldogs, mm-hmm. as you said. Made their pay per view debut at WrestleMania 11, defeating the Blue Brothers. If you remember those tall hick dudes, <laughs> um, defeated Jobbers <laughs> on Raw. Defeated Jobbers on Raw and uh, victory over Men on a Mission. So nothing exciting. Men on a was that uh, Mabel and uh, Sir Mo? Mo, yeah, Mo, Mo yep. and Mabel, little Mo. Um, in June '95, they earned a title shot against Yoko and Owen Hart at In Your House Two, the Lumberjacks, but failed. You remember to win the, the strap? You ever see the strap on Yoko? Yeah, it looks, so like, it looks like a wristwatch. Yeah, you can put, you can it, put it on, his, on wrist. his wrist. Be like, oh, what time is it? Championship time. <laughs> Shortly after SummerSlam, Luger, whose contract had expired, left the WWF without letting Vincent Kennedy McMahon know beforehand. Ooh, dick. And then where'd he go? 
WCW. And uh, how did he enter WCW? Uh, he was a heel because um, he was part of the the guys with uh, to um, feuding with Hogan, right? But how did he like enter? Enter? He just walked in on. Uh, what do you mean on? What show was it? It was a very monumental show. Uh, Thunder. No, was, no, Nitro. It was the first first Nitro, Nitro. first Nitro at Mall yeah. of America. Yeah, because he just walked in and they're like. What is he doing here? Mm-hmm. Was, I that, thought, he, was that Heenan? Yeah. What's he doing here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a great way. Push those tacks in, homie. You can have it on the wall like that. Okay. <clears throat> I thought it was a great way for him to enter. Um, let's see. Yep. He came, and this was eight days after his SummerSlam appearance, by the way. Oh, shit. Bischoff offered him $150,000 a year, 20% of what he was making when he left WCW three years earlier in a deliberate attempt to have him turn down the offer. Wait, 20%, 20% of what he was 20% making? 20% of what he was making when he left WCW three years earlier. So if he offered him $150,000. 150000 So he was making five times of that. So he was making 750000 That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, Luger accepted that offer, which wow. is crazy. He Bischoff didn't think he would, but he did. Um, and then, yeah, came out eight days after SummerSlam and only one night after competing at a house show in New Brunswick. So seven days later, after being on WWF, he was on the premiere of Nitro. Um, walked in in between the championship match between Sting and Ric Flair. Right. Which was crazy. Um, which was also the last match. Yep, and he wanted to stake his claim at Hogan's WCW heavyweight title. Facing him on the September 11th, 95 episode of Nitro, Hogan won by DQ. Halloween Havoc, Hogan Luger attacked Hogan after his match with the Giant and joined Kevin Sullivan's Dungeon of Doom stable. Dungeon of Doom, man. How about that? Um, there's just some crap about New Japan, nothing exciting, because he really wasn't doing much at that time. Um, the uh, Dungeon of Doom aligned with the Four Horsemen to try to end Hulkamania. You know, that didn't happen. Um... Let's see here. During the summer of 96, he feuded with the Giant for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, unsuccessfully challenging him at the Great American Bash. Um, and then that was when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash obviously came in and took over the company. Was that the was the Great American Bash? No, it was Bash at the Beach where they turned, right? Hogan? Yeah, 96. Bash at the Beach. So it wasn't the Great American Bash, which yeah. was a little bit before that. Bash at the Beach. Yep. Bash at the Beach right here. I haven't heard about my torture rack offer yet. I'm kind yeah, of getting he, mad. He hasn't said anything, has he? But yeah, um, so in the first few minutes of the match, and this was at Bash at the Beach because um, they thought it was him, was going to be him. Mm-hmm. Um, Luger went down to a kayfabe injury, leaving Sting and Savage on their own because he was in the match. And then came back, and the partner revealed to be Hulk Hogan. With Luger no longer around because he had to leave, Savage and Sting were easy prey, as they said. And that is when the NWO was formed. So Luger was in that match. How about that? Lex Luger. Luger was one of the leaders against the NWO. Nothing new there. He joined the Wolfpack later, didn't he? Yep. That's really what I'm trying to get to because there's not really a lot. No. Um, He didn't do – like, he was – he was kind of left in the dust. He was just like a mid-card kind of guy there. Um, let's see. He had a short feud with Buff Bagwell, and Bagwell's in the NWO, so we're still at the old NWO thing. After a long war with the NWO, here we go, Luger joined the NWO Wolfpack May 25th, 1998, so about two years after the NWO, well, the Outsiders at least, were created. Mm-hmm. Luger played a central role in the group's war with Hogan's NWO, which is when this started getting really confusing, and no one and then everybody the, was either the in the NWO or not. Yeah, it was terrible. Latino World Order, <laughs> the LWO. <laughs> yep. 
even convinced longstanding anti-NWO Sting to join. On August 10th, 98, Nitro defeated Bret Hart to win his record-tying fifth and final United States Heavyweight Championship before, drop, before dropping the title back to Bret Hart one day later on Thunder. Bret, the hitman Hart. He took part in an incident with, in which both NWO factions united against the dominant Bill Goldberg in 1999. He remained a member of the new NWO until his sideline with a legitimate biceps injury. Mm-hmm. Returned back in 1999 as a total package. Luger returned to Nitro during a Sting-Hogan angle for a World, Te- World Heavyweight Championship. Eventually, Sting won that title at Fall Brawl in 1999 from Hogan. He debuted his total package gimmick again September 27, 1999 of Nitro with a Terminator-style entrance symbolizing his rebirth and by bringing back who as his manager? Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. During late November. Isn't that about the time they started dating, too? During because late I November know, and December well, 99. Because I know Macho Man, he brought her back, um, you know, because they were divorced, but he was looking out for her and wanted her to have a career, and they got her some good money, and he was able to get her back in there, too. Mm-hmm. So it's good. And, yeah, he was doing the whole thing with Miss Elizabeth. His, uh, angle, com- his angle with Miss Elizabeth went through January 2000. Um, he began a storyline where he would break the arms of his opponents by placing them inside of a closed steel chair and stomping on it. Nice. Classy. In February 2000, he formed an alliance with Ric Flair to take out Hulk Hogan. He just does not like Hulk Hogan, does he? A lot of people don't. Do you like Hulk Hogan, Parrot? I mean, I don't mind him. I don't have a reason to not like him. Do you know who Hulk Hogan is? I do know who Hulk Hogan is. Can you name me, just just real fast, name me 10 wrestlers? I'll try. Okay. All right. uh, Rey Mysterio. That's a good... Edge, Undertaker, Cena, Hardys, the brothers. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm not giving him one. Give right. me a name. Yeah. Brett and Ed Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's Brett Michaels. <laughs> he doesn't even wrestle. I know, but, I know, but I was thinking that. Brett and Ed. <laughs> I, I got ten wrestlers. Shut up for five seconds. Hold on. Brett and Okay, so now I'm back to four. I'm taking the Hardy boys off of that because right. I had them at five. Brett and Ed Hardy. <laughs> oh my God! You're welcome for the entertainment. This is why. I keep this is show. this is exactly. This isn't like we didn't put him up to that. This is legit on the spot, and he just said Brett and Ed Hardy. Isn't Ed Hardy one of them? Though? My sister would know Brett and Ed aren't the right names for the Hardys. <laughs> no, Matt and Jeff. Oh, well, you're at four. That's fine. Brett's uh, the name of another right, another right, brother set. Roman Reigns. Okay. Um. Samoa Joe. Okay. Um, you just name all the people in the paper you just said. <laughs> no, I'm not. He can remember. Triple H. You need so, three more. Um, you said na- who's the show? Oh, the big show. <laughs> that's eight. So give me eight. That's, that's a wrestler. No, this show we're doing. I don't want to name him. Okay. Um. Yeah, because he's gonna say Lex Luthor. No. <laughs> Don't say Hulk Hogan. Um, we're going to have to go with that Ric Flair drip. Nice. Okay, yeah. one more. One more. To end it, we're going to go. Becky Lynch. All right. There you go. There's your Brett and Ed Hardy. Oh, God. <laughs> that is, that's rough. You're welcome, everybody, for your entertainment for the week. The Hardy brothers? What are their names? You should have Brett and Ed? Brett and Ed. Oh, wait, no, that's Brett Michaels. You should have just let me keep it at the Hardy Brothers. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not good enough. Can you name me two more? Um, I'm actually impressed. You named ten, like, random, very random. 
I mean, I can say Carmilla, and I can say um, Paige. There you oh, go. And Brandon answered. Hold on. I got to pull it up. <laughs> I didn't get it yet. You got to go. Brandon says, $15 and you have a deal live on the show. <laughs> Done. Does he understand that if you like collapse, he's going through two tables? <laughs> like, I was going to do this outside, at least in the grass, where it would be a decent fall. Uh, can we do a live show? Oh, my God. Facebook Live from the podcast? We should do it on the 100th episode while after a couple drinks. Oh, my God. I'll put him through a conference table. He'll go through the floor two frickers, <laughs> land right in a bar stool. It'd be perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I can't believe this is going to – someone's going to die. Gary breaks every bone in his body. I'm not taking – I'm signing Dude, a contract. And I don't have to take the it to the hospital. The good thing is my shoulder's already broken, so – It's been broken for three years. It's going to be broken forever. But I'm saying I might have to – I might just have to throw you up for practice because you're like – how much do you weigh? Less than bear. <laughs> Come on, fat boy. Like 185. That's, That's not more than bear. Me. Huh? That's not less than me. Okay, well, earlier you said you were fat and weighed more than me. No, he said, said you that. weighed more. I just said I'm fat. I was just kidding. So if I can throw you – I got to see if I can throw you up because then I got to add – maybe <laughs> I got a 45-pound weight, so I need you to hold that. Okay. <laughs> and that will get me up to – I don't know. You put both of us up. That might be about it. Nah, he's not that much. All right. He's I under got, three bills. I got 298. A, got about 220 with the weight. He'll take his flip flops off. That'll be good. God, dude, that's gonna. You hear what I said for his party last week? So that's nice. See where your nice flip flops here. (laughs) Is that what he said? Did he have nice ones on? No, he He didn't. didn't. (laughs) He just laughed. He was yeah. It was pretty funny. I'd still love that. Uh, I can't take any pictures. I forgot to put my tooth in. Forgot to put my tooth in. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Sounds like my grandma forgot to put my teeth in. I can't believe he said okay to the deal. I kind of happy. I'm shocked. All right, we're gonna finish this WCW out for it. What? Go ahead. He's making money off of it. I would have said yes too. No, off of getting whatever Gary. Fifteen bucks, and I gotta tell him eight point five seconds. Oh my god. Yeah, eight seconds in a torture. I'm going to tell him how he's got to support himself on me. Okay, so uh, so so Luger faced Booker T on November 20th, 2000, for the heavyweight championship and lost. And again, and Goldberg at Mayhem at again at Star. That was me. Hold on, okay. real quick question: Am I allowed to put on one of those braces that you use for squatting? No, no. Damn it. Yeah, no. Just a thick t-shirt. What about what if I went and bought yeah. you a roll of bubble wrap? I don't know what that would do. Brace the fall. Yeah, we'll put it on the. We'll we'll put uh, your son's sand all on the grass. That's how you can throw him. Put like four feet of bubble wrap around you. Bubble lap or a table. You should just drop him through a table. Then Dude, he can chug. Then no, he can chug you don't. Beers. Want, you don't want to get dropped through a table because that hurts. I just had that happen to me. Why well, did you get yeah, dropped through, through a table? I didn't get dropped through a table. I table dropped on me. That's totally, oh yeah, you did. Totally that different. Sucked. Yeah, he like thought he broke his foot. Oh my. Anyway, God. sorry. Anyways, um, so yeah, just to pretty much end the WCW stuff, had a couple title shots, didn't win any of them. Um, he formed a tag team with Buff Bagel, which I didn't know, named Totally Buffed. <laughs> <laughs> they defeated Goldberg and Dwayne Bruce, who the hell is that, at Sin in January 2001. He stayed with WCW until March of 2001 when it was purchased by the WWF. He worked in TNA for a little bit, teamed with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Against AJ Styles and Sting in 03. How about that? Returned February 25th, 04, putting AJ Styles through a table. How about that? Fancy. Uh, let's see. He was in TNA in 2006. Lost to Buff Bagwell and Sting. 
and then was inducted. Oh, he inducted Sting to the TNA Hall of Fame in 2012. Is that even like a thing? How does TNA have a Hall of Fame? They're almost out of business. All right, so this is bugging me. What are the other brothers in the WWE that are, aren't the Hardys? Because it's really going to bug me. Owen and Bret Hart. Hart, that's what it okay. I mean. Rick and Steiners. Scott Steiner. Well, I only knew the Hart. I had never heard of the Steiners. Uh, Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> I did think of more wrestlers, <laughs> They're not real brothers. I didn't think did of he more. text back? Is no. that him? No, it was just yours up again. Um, let's see. Returned to the WWE in 2011 and began working, on the w- working with the WWE on their wellness policy. In regards to this role, he stated... I actually work behind the scenes with them now and again in their wellness club. I counsel a lot of athletes on nutrition, wellness, exercise, and taking care of their bodies. That's another thing the WWE is being very proactive with now, the wellness department, and really train these guys with health and nutrition and drug prevention. We're trying to prevent the guys, this young generation of guys, from going down the same path as we did back in the 80s and 90s. It's good. Pretty good. Um, I will give you total personal life, or I'm going to let that go to you, Gary, with the whole Miss Elizabeth thing. Um, He had... Uh, he was married. It just says Peggy. Yep, Peggy had, had a son, two children. Brian. January first, nineteen eighty-six, and Lauren Ashley, September twenty-fourth, nineteen ninety. Uh, they were shown at the beginning of Survivor Series, nineteen ninety-three pay per view. Didn't know that. Is his daughter hot now? I don't know. Nineteen ninety. She's only. She'd be twenty. What's her name? Lauren Ashley. Just two Full. first names. Full. Is that what Google said? Full. Lauren Ashley. Full. Full. They probably don't have a picture of her. Stupid Google machine. I'll look it up. You go into the Miss Elizabeth stuff. How about that? All right. So he had some legal problems. Uh, in 2003, he was involved in a domestic dispute with live-in girlfriend Miss Elizabeth in their garage of their townhouse in Marietta, Georgia, during which Luger struck her. So Cobb County Police found Miss Elizabeth uh, with two bruised eyes, a bump on her head, and a cut lip. Luger was charged with a misdemeanor count of battery and released on $2,500 bond. Two days later, on April 21st, he was arrested for a DUI after rear-ending another car. According to this report, Luger had slurred speech and bloodshot eyes and could not locate his driver's license. Miss Elizabeth was a passenger in the vehicle and was sent home in a taxi. Luger was also driving with a suspended license for not appearing in court on March 5th for a hearing on a previous offense of driving with expired tags and having no proof of insurance. So fast forward to a week or two later, May 1st, so 10 days later, Miss Elizabeth died in the townhouse they shared in Marietta after mixing pills of hydrocodone and Xanax with vodka. Luger was arrested after a search of the residence revealed a number of illicit controlled substances, including anabolic steroids, Oxycontin, synthetic growth hormone, testosterone, and uh, uh, a few other things. He was charged with 13 felony counts of drug possession, released the following day on $27,500 bail. Miss Elizabeth's death was eventually ruled accidental. Luger pleaded guilty to the charges and was fined $1,000, five years probation, and ordered to undergo periodic drug test. And in 2005, uh, he and fellow wrestler Marks Bagwell were removed from a flight in Winnipeg, Manitoba. He was charged with violating his probation by failing to obtain permission to leave the country. Luger was initially detained in Hennepin County Jail. He was tried in Georgia and sentenced to four months in Cobb County Jail and one month credit for served time. So, one, his daughter, eh, Five at best. But she did swim for Tulane University. Yeah. Yeah. Parrot? Did you get how many calls does that get? Uh, 
give it a four. Four cause? Four cause. Cuckaw. Is that a ten? Cuckaw. Is that a ten cost scale? Yeah, ten cost scale. So uh, can you, we talk a little bit about uh, Eric Bischoff and this? He talks about Luger, how he lost a lot of respect for Luger because of this and didn't talk to him for many years and then finally had a discussion with him. He talks about it, and he had a discussion with Luger, and, and you know he forgives him because of what had gone on, and he's like, you can see that he is very sympathetic and just hates what happened. Right. I mean, and that's the thing is that all of that was in – his house it doesn't mean that it was his exactly i mean it could have been hers yeah. some of it Living i'm sure girlfriend you know obviously anabolic steroids are his um and i'm sure a lot of that is there's probably a lot of stuff in there but if they're living together and it's brought in and there's not a name on a prescription it's just you know an empty name pill bottle no one you know you're he's not going to admit that it's his i mean he pled guilty to it and got away <laughs> i shouldn't say that but you know if if her death was ruled accidental there's a good chance that it's probably because you know, she brought all that shit and overdosed. Right. Whatever the case may be. Right, right. So, yeah, what are you going to do, right? But yeah. on September 28th, 2006, he appeared on Praise the Lord um, and, you know, declared himself a born-again Christian. And that's pretty much how it's been, you know, since then. he Name the other two prominent born-again Christians. Me? Yep, he won't know. Oh, shit. Um, well, I know I'm not one of them. No, wrestling. Oh. <laughs> I know I'll probably know exactly who they are once I hear them, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, duh. Sting. See, it says Sting in here, but I didn't think that he would have done anything weird like that. Interesting. Anyways. Oh, Sting is on. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. yeah but obviously, HPK is a big one. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know why. I'm just brain farting right now. Well, that's good. Um. So, yeah, so he actually, when he was in jail for, in the 2006, when he went to jail for what you just mentioned, yep. leaving the country, is when he met with um, this, I said jail chaplain, jail chaplain yep. but yeah, pretty much got him on that. So, pulling him from his tailspin in life. So, good for him. Uh, well, he appeared on the season six, episode 15 of Hardcore Pawn. I did not know that. Less gold, man. Selling his ring robe for $3,500. With, with the cash, cash going, going to, to charity. charity. That's nice. awesome. Good. He has a memoir, Wrestling with the Devil. The true story of a world championship professional wrestler. His reign Just ruined champion. redemption. World champion, perf- championship, champion. <laughs> His reign, ruin, and redemption. I might have to buy that book. That Read looks it. pretty good. What, here, I'm going to see if that's on Google Play right now. What's it called? Wrestling with the Devil. Wrestling with the Devil. Running with that's the That's exactly devil. what I thought, too. Van Halen. You know that's a song, Stat Parrot. Call. Yeah. While you're looking that up, um, in between that, on October 19th, 2007, Luger suffered a nerve impingement in his neck and had yeah. to, that led to temporary paralysis. Underwent, oh God, that's a big word. Where at? Intravenous. Intravenous? Where am I at? Antibiotic treatment, spinal infarction. Fraction. Where's this at? Where are you at? Above other media, you son of a bitch. Oh, above that. Uh, he underwent. Yeah, intravenous. Yeah. And was expected to make full recovery. Nearly That's a month after his spinal stroke. $13 on uh, Google Play. Luger was still in a quadri... 13 to be exact. Sorry. Oh, I can't afford that. Yeah. That extra four cents is a no-go for me. He was still in a quadriplegic state, having no movement in his arms or legs. In June 2008, he was <clears> able <throat> to stand on his own for a short periods of time using a walker. In, 2020, in 2010, stated in an interview that he was able to walk more comfortably and was now able to drive again. So that's good. Good for Lexington Luger. Or Lex Luther, as you're a parrot. 
So an interesting, um, you know, one of those characters that, I mean, was, he was big, man. I mean, he was huge in the late 80s and all through the 90s, pretty much. He was, he, a, he was a top guy who was like with mid-card talent. Um, Parrot, how many titles did he win in WWF? Three. None. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> he won a Slammy Award for being the most patriotic. Classy. I wish I could get that one. And he won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, um, yeah Pro Wrestling Illustrated, most popular wrestler of the year in 93. Rookie of the year in ninety or in 86, excuse me. Pretty interesting. 1991, ranked number two of the top 500 singles wrestlers. That's crazy. In 2003, was ranked number 20 of top 500 singles wrestlers, which is odd. Um, match of the year in 91 was Sting against the Steiners. Feud of the year against Ric Flair in 88 and 90. Feud of the year... Um, he, with the Four Horsemen against the Road Warriors. Comeback of the year in 93. What a rush. And, yeah, he won, co-won the 1994 Royal Rumble. Was, where, how many times was he the, he was the WCW World Heavyweight Champion twice. Twice, yes. World TV Championship twice. Uh, United States Heavyweight Championship five times, which is tied for the record. Um... Nothing much there. WCW tag titles. That's interesting. Three different guys. Barry Windham, Sting, and the Giant. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. Uh, Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Most Improved in 89. uh, Fuck Meltzer. Worst worked match of the year in 96. With who? Arn Anderson, Ming, the Barbarian, Ric Flair, Kevin Sullivan, Z Gangsta, The Ultimate Solution, versus... Z Gangster was Zeus, wasn't it? I think so. Tiny Lister? Yeah. Uh, versus Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage in a Towers of Doom match at Uncensored. That was a, I like that one. March of 94. I'm going to have to watch that. It was dumb. Towers remember. of Doom? Yeah, because it's like the three three rings. Or I'll, the three cages. I'll probably have to watch when that was later that? tonight. 96. I'm going to write that down. 96 what? Uncensored? Uncensored. Yep. To write, watch that later. All right. I'll write it on the tissue box. That was Lex. We're gonna have to hear uh, what people thought of this episode of just going through and yeah, just mentioning doing, what, like how do doing it. one wrestler or if they have anyone, let us know. And I mean, it was good. We could go off and do random things like ten wrestlers, Ed and Bret Hardy. Yeah, those are my fa- actually. That's who we should do it on next week. Bret and Ed Hardy. <laughs> hey, I actually have a few more I thought of. Who? We got Rousey. Yeah. We got count. the Rock. That yeah. Counts. Dwayne. Um, you haven't even named the two biggest wrestlers of all time. Oh, Hornswoggle. There, yep. <laughs> you got one of them. He's definitely the biggest. Oh, um, technically the smallest. No, the biggest. <laughs> you got a kickstand? Yes. Yeah, he's a dwarf among all midgets. <laughs> that was midgetist. <laughs> um, you midgetist. You can't say midget. I just little, did. Per, little, little person. person. Little person. Little people. Someone's going to get offended by that. This yeah, is dickhead. What year is it? 2019? Yes. Someone's going to get offended. I'm offended. Remember, we live in the uh, the pussification, the fluff of the pussification era. <laughs> All right. Anyway, who Look, else? Oh, um, did I say Shawn Michaels? No, now you did. That's thirteen. Yeah, you already said it. That doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, it doesn't count. You're right. Twelve. Uh, are you trying to look at people? Now I am. Can you name okay. any of them? Stone Cold, you didn't name. That's Chris Jericho, you didn't name. Point. Warrior, you didn't name. I don't know. Alexa, AJ Styles. Uh, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman. I didn't name any of the ones. And that's Jason's Bay right there. Sasha Banks. Snoop Dogg's cousin, man. Sasha the Banks. Snoop. Snoop a loop. All right. What else has he got for there? Streaking through the quad. Does does, does she like gin and juice? She might. Who doesn't like gin? What else does he got? 
Well, no, he has. Uh, this is all past Lex Luger stuff now. Yeah. So, like you said, he was like Jason pretty much wrapped up. He was cool as a horseman. Other than that, nothing. He was boring. Yeah. Jason is not a Lex Luger fan. By the way, um, did you have anything on Lex Luger? Anything else? Um, he sound, comments, questions, yeah, concerns. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you some comments of what I've listened to. Um, sounds like he had a. I mean, he obviously went through a rough little patch in his life, but from what you guys are saying, I mean, he learned from his mistakes and he totally changed uh, how he goes about his life. It seems like, and I like that you're actually like um, sentimental here. <laughs> it's actually good. No, I got I a mean, question for him when he's done. Too. Okay. Just seems like he totally turned it around and seems like a good dude now. Think he'll ever be a WWE Hall of Famer? <laughs> no. You? No. Don't think so? He could be some year. I mean, once we once we see him coming back more with the wellness stuff, maybe maybe he'll get the Warrior Award. No, that goes to other people. Um, I don't know why you give it, but they put random people in, so maybe. I, I think he will. Yeah. I mean, he slammed Yokozuna. He was big back then. Yeah. And same thing, Yoko's with, not even and same the thing with WCW. Yoko's not in the hall, is he? I, think, I don't think so. I think he is. Is he? I think so. Huh, all right. I mean, obviously he was well passed away before he was in, yeah, yeah. but I'm pretty oh. sure he was in. You've got more from him, and I've got a few things, too, so go ahead. Okay, so this is, uh, you know, Jason's finishing touches from the last couple weeks. So this says last week's follow-up on whose body I would switch with. We know that was two weeks ago. He was, I'm fairly close anyway, but I would go with Elias. Plus, I seriously (laughs) and genuinely want to wear a scarf like Elias and Jericho does. No, seriously, I do. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Let's see if Brandon captures this week's most entertaining spot during his recaps. So you're going to have to tell me if he did or not. No. Well, no. I'm saying he's got what is in here. and I. Th- no, no. Because I asked him to do the Paul Bearer voice, not knowing that question or that statement, and he didn't do it. Well, hold on. No. this is, But that wasn't it. He was asking a question. Mm. He was seeing if he caught the most entertaining thing, which was truth was hiding ringside in a costume. Then the gimmick, all of the all the wrestlers ch- chasing Truth goes on. Truth slides under the ring, and the other wrestlers run to the other side of the ring by the entrance ramp and ramp and start pulling what they thought was Truth's legs. However, it was Jinder Mahal. All caps. Funny exclamation point. <laughs> Did Brandon mention that? No, um, but like uh, Drake Maverick dressed up as Carmella and was waiting for our Truth. It was fantastic and rolled him up and put his feet instead of on the ropes. Inside the car, he used that elevated part of the car. It was awesome. And then so they're getting he gets it back. So, so how in the hell? I'm getting this has nothing to do with this. So, how in the hell are they getting so creative with this 24 7 title, but with nothing else? Well, and and actually, what they're getting it on, it's not even the show. The show is funny sometimes, but it's on Twitter. Like the social media of changing of, of the belts is where it's getting big. I like it. Well, you don't get light, you don't get views on TV from that. Right. You're Ridiculous. absolutely correct. All right. Last thing from him. Bear, spelt wrong, as usual. Spells it (laughs) B-A-R-E. You are taking some heat from the OTL podcast universe for your comments and thoughts on the scandalizing Final Jeopardy question. (laughs) If Vince was presented a multiple-choice Final Jeopardy question, what would he say about it? Wait, change my mind. Same question, but to Jim Cornette. So you're going to do this yourself? So, So, I mean, we can both do it if you want. But so what, what, would Jim, what would Jim Cornette present? Oh, wait, hold on. If Jim Cornette was presented a multiple-choice Final Jeopardy question, what would he say about it? If Jim Cornette was presented it? He said, Vince, wait, never mind, Jim Cornette. Yeah, so this has got to be you. Nice. Go in? That's yeah. three in a row. Nice. All right, yeah, so Vince. <laughs> 
You could do like here. You gotta do your. You decide to do your Jim Cornette. What did he think about that? <laughs> I could. You want me to start for you? Go ahead. God damn! Fuck that question. Who the fuck does multiple choice? Jeremy, what the fuck? You should have asked about a double cheeseburger with double pickles, double lettuce, double mayo, double onion. Motherfucker. That's that's it. You ain't topping that. That's perfect. Oh god, I like it. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, we didn't cover this last week, but uh, Scottish wrestling legend Adrian Lionheart McCallum died, age thirty-six. Um, also, another thing here, I want to do this. So, uh, first off, WWE will not be uh, reportedly will not have wrestling during commercial breaks anymore. So it's probably promos come to the ring, cut a break. So hopefully that doesn't mean more talking. I don't like that. All right, so here's here's the fun that we're gonna do today. What is your NXT name? So first, your first name is take the surname of your favorite actor or athlete. So go actor. Will. Surname. What's that? Last name. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Well, I'm gonna change it to Rogan. Okay. Sorry, it took me a Seth second. Seth Rogan. Yeah, it took right. me a second. I was like, Joe Rogan's in it. All right, and then last name, you got to click. You got to go to Wikipedia and click random article. So I'm here, so I'm going to click random article. So give me a second. <clears throat> go ahead, random article, and we got to take the first word in the title. Pull his. So your name is Rogan Mark. That's dumb. That's your name, bro. So mine is, uh, I like Daniel Day-Lewis, so. Um, what do you do? Is it Day-Lewis or just Dan- or just Lewis? What do you think? Day-Lewis. All right, Day-Lewis. It's hyphenated, right? Yeah. Day Lewis John. That's dumb. <laughs> Day Lewis John. What do you got? Uh, DiCaprio. DiCaprio Terrence. I like that. That works. DiCaprio Terrence. But I thought of this because I was thinking of this. I think if uh, Jason had a name, and that wouldn't come from that, I think his name would just be Jason. J A Y S I N. Why is that not a name? Like, that's that'd awesome. be a great name for Jason the, is a good be a name. great wrestling name. Jay Sin. And you wouldn't even have to think. It would be a great heel name. Just throwing that out there. So we're going to call it Brandon would just be Bra and Din. No, let's let's guess who Brandon's favorite actor is. I would say Tom Hanks. So let's go Hanks. <laughs> Hanks. List. <laughs> All right, Brandon's NXT name is Hanks List. What's hey. Jeremy? See, I know he put his on there. He had to. His favorite actor? Yeah. I don't know who Jeremy's favorite actor is. Oh, that wasn't a Jeremy thing? That was just a you thing? Yeah. I thought Jeremy I did found that. this is on the Pro Wrestling Network oh, that I follow. Okay. I thought Jeremy did that. My bad. No. So uh, Let's guess what Jeremy's favorite actor is. Well, who's this? Heenan. Bobby Heenan's his favorite athlete wrestler. Okay. Let's go Heenan. Yeah. Heenan. Heenan. Random. Yamaha. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like Mr. Fuji's first client. Heenan Yamaha. Here, try this one. All right. I'm going to change it to Andy Dick. So let's try this one. Dick Tony. <laughs> Alright, now now you can do favorite athlete. And then we'll do the same random article. Uh well that would be Smith, Emmett Smith. Smith. Margaret. <laughs> That'd be a shitty name. You who's your favorite athlete? Uh let's go Ordonez. Maglio? Nice. Ordonez, Maine. 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 Oh, Ordonia's Maine. My favorite athlete. So are we saying current or all time? All time. Oh. Uh, man, I'd have to. Um, it's probably going to be Jeter. 
Jeter, Lawrence. Jeter Beater. Jeter Lawrence. And then who's Brandon's? Quinn. Quinn Braymanger. <laughs> Quinn Braymanger. That's actually a good one. Quinn Braymanger. No uh, let's see. Jeremy's favorite athlete, Griffey. Ken Griffey. Mm-hmm. I know that. Griffey Masala. Uh, Jason's is Andy Dalton. So Dalton. <laughs> Micah. <laughs> Dalton Micah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, God. Give me another random one. Nelson. For who? Willie. Oh, Willie Nelson. So Nelson. Basque. What about? Oh, never mind. What about? Uh, what about? Um, Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Flair. Flair. Steve. Flair. Steve. <laughs> Flair. Steve. It's like Ric Flair and Sting. <laughs> right. Uh, my favorite wrestler is Shawn Michaels. So Michaels. Miguel. Well, you know what Brandon's is, so just put in Austin. Clanton. Austin Clinton. Clinton. Austin Clanton. Clanton? Clanton. Clanton. Who's your favorite wrestler? Take, Cena. Taker. Taker. Yeah. He's got one name. Exactly. Undertaker. So Taker. Callaway. Tatsuya. I love it. Taker Tatsuya. 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 All right. What about your favorite animal? And then do it. <laughs> Shark. Baby. Dennis. Shark Dennis. Dog. Zaguan. Jesus. Dog Zaguan. Lemur. A lemur. Is your favorite. Do you even know what a know fuck what a, a lemur, lemur is? is? Alright, how about a hog? A hog's your favorite animal. I right. bet it is. You know, Betty. A, you know a pig gets fat and a hog gets slaughtered. Remember that. When I you're bet doing he business. loves holding a hog. Hog peoples. Yeah, they're all dumb because you're saying animals. That's stupid. All right, favorite sports team? Cowboys. So, Cowboy. We'll go with Cowboy, right? No, Cowboys. Cowboys, Scott. They're not the Dallas Cowboy. All right. I like the Cowboys, too, but I'll go Yankees. Yankees. Mia. Yankees, Mia. Penguin. Penguins. Aladar. Buckeyes. What? Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Tashi. Okay, these are It's getting this shitty getting now. Dumb. It's All right. getting bad. We had fun earlier. All right. Anything else? No, I don't I don't have anything else. This is a longer episode for us. All right, so thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Thank you, Brandon. We look forward to getting the shirts, the hoodies, everything for the show. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, Sean, 419-704-5471. Services Toledo and surrounding area and not... Whatever that city was in Quesadilla's Mexico. Quesadillas, Mexico. There we go. Quesadillas, Mexico. Thank you to Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, and Ben Meyer at Yark Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We'll see you in July. You will not be able to get up, Brandon, for eight and a half seconds. Caw, 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 caw.